Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jack Farmer. He's Justin Labar. He's Raj, Ge- Raj Geary. And it's Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. After Show. So for all the people who just finished watching Raw, we're going to chat all about that in a little bit. For everyone who's tuning in to find out what happened on Raw, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but first, guys, how are you doing? How's your fantasy football teams doing? We haven't touched base on that in a while. Mine's terrible. I, I lost tonight, but uh, other than that, I had been doing well. I was 5-1 and one until tonight. Yeah. I started off 2-0. and oh. I've lost everything since. <clears throat> Very frustrated. I've been in the same league. For 20 years same league for 20 years with mostly the same people a lot of thousands of dollars spent this is personal to me so you know losing four or five in a row whatever it's been now it's it's a dagger <laughs> this year i am in one of those leagues the only league i'm in is one where it's my buddy's league and all his friends and no one else knows who i am but uh, i'm a total doormat so they're probably very happy that i'm in the league because I am team injury. Every person I had that I thought was going to be so great, totally injured. I was like, Russell Wilson, he's never hurt. He's got all these weapons this year. Yeah, well, yeah. here we are. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> we got a lot to break down this, this week. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Let's talk first about ratings, guys. Rampage, uh, Friday's taped AEW Rampage drew an average of 533,000 viewers with a demo of 0.22 rating. SmackDown, on the other hand, the post-Crown Jewel edition got 2.249 million with a 0.58 rating in the key 18 to 49 demographic. Back to where it was uh, before FS1, right? Yeah, yeah. It was actually up from the week before when it was on Fox, so... You know, that's kind of, it's kind of where SmackDown's been. So it's, you know, 2.25 million viewers, which is, you know, it's really good um, for for where they were before fans came back, you know, where they were falling be- below 2 million viewers. So they've been steady. And I think with uh, Rampage, I think we're starting to see that settle. We're, we're seeing that's probably where it's going to be in the low 500s. <clears throat> yeah, and that's, that's, gotta, that's good for a Friday night. I think I ask this every week, but that's got to be a good for a Friday night. Right. Yeah, I mean, we we say this uh, we say this a lot, but you know, most uh, TV networks are not putting their strong programming on Friday nights. So they're winning. You know, if they win their time slot, it's it's obviously always good than not winning. But at the same time, you look what they're up against, and it's nothing. Uh, you know, nothing that you're going to be overly impressed about. Uh, but still, yeah, Friday night they're you know staying in that time slot for now. So that's you know. At some point, I'd like to. I wish you know. I'd like to see them uh, change time slots, but apparently, that's where TNT feels like they're getting the most value. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, uh, real quick. Second lowest audience and second lowest uh, key demo for Rampage, though. So, I don't know if that's saying anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see if Rampage is still there 
in that same time slot 12 months from now or if uh, there's a pivot uh, for for smackdown you know look uh if if you're fox like Rosh said you 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 want to win your time slot. So, I mean, you're winning, you're winning what you're doing on Friday nights from eight to 10 Eastern time. And I think it's important for WWE and Fox that like, you know, SmackDown for many, I mean, look for the better part of 20 years, SmackDown was notoriously labeled by the wrestling community as the B show, as the tape show, uh, maybe the better work rate brand. Uh, but, but it was not Vince McMahon wouldn't even go to it sometimes like that's. So the fact that they, have been able to transform in a matter of two years with the, with the pandemic in the middle of it, been able to transform the B show to a live Friday night show that truly is the A flagship that if, if, if there's one that is must-see, if there's one that's easier to watch, granted it's two hours, not three, uh, I think it's commendable that what, what Fox and SmackDown have been able to do. And, and, you know, and that's good. You, know, you see little blurbs about what Roman Reigns is doing this Friday night on Sunday uh, football on Fox, and, and you know, so so to have that power behind it, and, and to be sustaining in the two millions uh, when when Raw wishes it, it could see two million consistently, uh, I, I think overall it's a great story for the blue brand. And continuing on that, Friday actually had a uh, or SmackDown actually had a replay that they aired on Fox Saturday night, uh, and it actually outdrew AEW's live Dynamite that was on TNT. Uh, it was 578 for Fox and or 578 for SmackDown and 515 for TNT uh, for Dynamite. Uh, that's that's got to be kind of a win for for WWE, especially after last week when everyone was touting the the demo win for Rampage. Yeah, and we don't know what the demo number is right now for um, Saturday night, but yeah, it's a replay. Uh, it is on Fox, so you you do have more exposure. You know, usually I. It seems like you get a 15% bump being on Fox and then, you know, uh, USA or TNT. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the Saturday night uh, has sucked for Dynamite. You know, they, we've seen it in the past, you know, when they're forced to move nights. Uh, it hasn't been good. And, um, you know, they're, they'll be going back to normal next week, right? Or this Wednesday? Right, this, this Wednesday. This Wednesday. So, uh, I feel like they got a ton of momentum in September kind of lost some of that momentum because of these preemptions. So we're going to kind of see where they're at, you know, uh, uh, starting this Wednesday again. And that's, a, that, and that's an AEW story. They, they, I feel like they had a ton of momentum, and then there was a point back maybe in the spring around NBA playoffs right. where they were there was like a month's worth of them being moved. And, I mean, unfortunately, they're going to continue to combat that because even as they grow and even as they become, you know, more of a challenge in the space of pro wrestling uh, in America – TNT is still, you know, or Turner is still paying a ton of money, you know, for their NBA involvement now for the new NHL involvement for, you know, so like, you know, AEW is a long way to go. You know, Raw, Raw in its early days used to get preempted by a dog show, used to get preempted by tennis. AEW's got a long way to go until they secure that level of where they don't get moved for anything. Right. Because Raw gets moved for nothing now. And so AEW. They are going to be moving to TBS, and so it's going to be fewer preemptions. You still got baseball, and I think you got NHL on TBS, right? Um, so you're still going to have preemptions here and there, but it shouldn't be as bad as they have it. They're having it right now. I got to say, the old dog show days back in, not to not to date us all, but you didn't have the internet back then, so I would always forget that it was coming, and you would just tune in 
to it see was Raw. so frustrating and, and you'd be so like oh there's not a new because that's when raw was really hot too so you wanted to watch it every week and you'd be like oh it's not on today what oh as a kid growing up yeah and yeah. i forgetting and you, you know like like I was, I mean, I don't know, maybe, Raj, I know you're a little bit older than, than Jack and I are, but, like, I can remember, like, being in school in the 90s, and I was, like, the only kid, especially, like, in the earlier mid-90s, before it got, before it became cool to be a wrestling fan in the Attitude Era. I can remember being in the early to mid-90s. I was the only kid that was not mad that it was Monday. Every other kid was pissed. It's Monday. It's the end of the weekend. Start of the school week. I was excited this Monday because I was wrestling that night. I was pissed about Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, but I was excited for Raw. And then you and then you get you turn it on at eight o'clock. You're like, oh, and I got to look at some you know poodle, and I'm like, what is this? That What's was happening? always that was always the worst. I was the same way. I'd be excited for Monday nights, yeah. and uh, you know, and yeah, same thing. The, the dog show, and you're just like, God dang it, you know. Now what do I do? <laughs> yeah, now what do I do? I gotta go do homework now. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid dog show, but. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but in any case, uh, something about ratings, and I'm very curious to hear what you guys say about this or thoughts on this. AEW is going to be live coast to coast starting this week. So uh, from what I understand, that means that uh, it's going to be airing at 5 p.m. here on the West Coast, which is what it always did. But that means uh, same time across the board. So I guess no spoilers can come out and things like that. Correct. Am I understanding that? correctly yeah that's correct so it's it's going to be live across you know if you have direct tv or satellite you, you're getting it live anyway yeah um like sling you, you get it live um and then that's why i have to get sling because i'm on mountain time and the, the otherwise you know with youtube tv we get the west coast feed so i'd have to wait hours so um yeah so you're 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 exactly right it's it's basically going to be live for everyone it might hurt the rating a little bit just because so many people on the West Coast getting home from work, you know, or have, you know, or probably DVRing it, uh, just just with the time. But I don't think it should have that much of an effect. Cool. Does the sling count towards rating? Because I always watch it on sling. Does that count towards ratings? Probably not. Huh? It does. Yeah. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was because I was watching it on sling anyway. So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, it's the same time for me." I guess maybe it's different for everybody else. But right, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, Nielsen, you got to be a Nielsen household. But if you're a Nielsen household, YouTube oh. TV, yeah. sling, all that stuff counts. Oh, I, I, I'm not a Nielsen household, so I'm not helping anybody. I don't pick a right. side in this. Situation. Your viewership doesn't matter. Nope, I don't count <laughs> at all. Uh, but uh, very, it's interesting. I think that's, that's cool. It makes it just feel more live. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no different for me. I, I'm watching it live anyway, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, something as far as uh, SmackDown goes, if SmackDown did that, that'd be a big deal. Because I know a lot of people over here have to wait until afterwards. And I know some people wait until after the show to, like, check uh, Twitter and stuff like that because Twitter will spoil everything. Uh, yeah, if you have the the Fox app or the either the Fox Sports app or the Fox app, um, it's live on there, so you could watch it live as it happens. I uh, a little hack if you have Sling, by the way, is if you put it as if you DVR it and then go and turn it, and you can view it like as it happens through the DVR, but not through the guide. If that makes sense for anyone on Sling, I don't know why it does it that way. Yeah, that's well, I didn't even think Fox was on um, Sling, on right? Sling? If you have the right uh, package, uh, oh, okay. whatever package I have, I have I, I can watch it through there. But yeah, if you DVR it. And you, it'll record on DVR on East Coast time, even though it's not playing on the West Coast time. Yeah. 
So uh, that's a little hack there. If you want to try to get a view of it earlier, that's what I do. Um, Let's talk about what everyone wants to talk about, though. Let's talk about the thing that everyone's been uh, chatting about and tweeting about and all this other stuff. And it's about a couple of people, uh, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. We also got some Sonya Deville in there. Uh, There was a a little bit of a breakdown that happened uh, reportedly on SmackDown last week during the title exchange. Uh, Sounds like things didn't go as planned. Sounds like it's being reported that Charlotte Flair was not happy with what was being presented to her. And maybe she did things a little off script during the show. now, uh, Raj, as far as what's being reported, this kind of stuff's always weird to me because you hear stat, you hear uh, sources are saying things, but I don't know. I always feel like it's weird when you hear backstage stuff. Do you know? Have you heard any of these stories, or do you have any insight to what's being reported? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, basically the same stuff. I heard. Uh, I heard uh, one of the top female talents was um, really cheering Becky on when this was happening backstage. Um, so yeah, it was a real, real thing. Charlie got sent home. Um, you know, she has, you know, both her and Becky obviously have a ton of stroke, uh, in the company. Um, WWE, I, I could not see them releasing her or keeping her off of TV for an extended period of time. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, but it just seemed like one of those situations where it happened in the heat of heat of the moment. Maybe Charlotte didn't act professionally, but I could see them just moving past it and act like it never happened. Yeah, with them being on different shows now, it seems like that would just be what's what's going to happen. Uh, I don't. I, I know this was probably covered, you know, on the the after show for SmackDown, but and just maybe I'll get your thoughts on it. This seemed kind of like a silly segment to begin with. I thought the idea of a title exchange. Well, I hate it. You know, in all of our predictions leading up to Crown Jewel and you know, some of the, my motive of predictions, was, oh, well, this person's got to win the title because this person's moving to the show. And I actually saw some people, you know, in this chat or Twitter or whatever suggest, like, oh, they'll just do a simple title exchange. And I completely, like, just shot that down. Like, they won't cop out that, that easy, will they? <laughs> so first off, on the premise of what's what helped build tensions – between Charlotte and Becky on this segment specifically, and there seems like there's been tensions that have dates back even further. But to this segment specifically, I can empathize with this is stupid that you're making us walk out here and do this. So that's the first off. So so if if, if, if you know if you're in the office at WWE, if you're Vince and, and anybody in, in in his level two, level three, th- first off, just this is stupid, <laughs> okay? But to the point at hand here, like. Nothing's going to come of this, as Raj just said, in terms of Charlotte's not going to get reprimanded. You know, they're not going to take her off TV. They're not going to let her go. She's too big of a name to let go. Far too much history and current money is tied up and invested in her. You know, the moment you let her go, in 91 days, she's with her fiance. And and it's a huge story that the woman who's won more titles than any other woman in WWE and who's the daughter of Ric Flair, like, you're not going to do that. Vince is not going to do that. So nothing's going to happen. And Becky's not going to get reprimanded. And quite frankly, it doesn't look like Becky did anything wrong. Right. The mistake here, in my opinion, Jack, mm-hmm. is this is such a stupid-ass premise to do a title exchange that they, that they booked themselves. They could have avoided by just changing the results of the matches leading up to this. It's such a stupid-ass premise. And you have the wrestling world, at least the internet world, which grows by every day, buzzing off of this. 
I'm not saying we got to Sean Brett this. I'm not saying we got to Matt Hardy edge this. I'm not, I'm not, but, but, but I don't know. I would just think like, all right, it happened. We can't undo it. It was live TV. Is there a way to take what looks like we are trying to escape out of a corner and a, and a, and a cheap route of a title change and Survivor Series is coming and Survivor Series is all about bragging rights and brand supremacy and champion versus champion. I don't know. I would lean in. We kind of leaned into the Nia Jax Charlotte thing when things got out of control a few weeks ago. Let's lean into this. Why not? Make money off of it if you have to deal with it. If you have both ladies and you can't get rid of them, make money off of this. And, you know, as we often see, sometimes the reality is the best. You know, using the real heat and uh, the real life uh, dramas can be way better than the stuff that they script. I always think of Bret Hart and Vince McMahon. That was handed on a silver platter uh, when Bret came back. And then all of a sudden Vince is running over him with the car and it just got so <laughs> stupid when you have the storyline there uh, ready to go. So, yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, I think you got to do that match now at Survivor Series. And it would, you're right. It'd be great because even if the whole thing is really just a, uh, you know, they're pulling the wool over our eyes and this is all just a setup anyways, if I see that they're going to have a match at Survivor Series, I am already fascinated to see how this is going to play out. So I agree. I think you just lean into it and you go with it. And especially if they do stuff like, you remember when Sean and Mankind, uh, when Shawn Michaels got a lot of heat, uh, because he got un- he acted unprofessional during a match with Vader, and so they purposely put in these spots in, in his match with Mankind at, at uh, one of the pay per views where it-, it looked like Sean was being unprofessional. So I could think throw in some stuff like that, and you could have something really uh, really interesting. No, that's a great reference. Yeah, September '96 uh, in your house, Mind Games, uh, a month after Vader and Sean at SummerSlam. You're right. That was a that was a internal thread and a-, and a message board thread, and that was they kind of yeah they kind of leaned in on it so yeah so uh yeah craig allen in the chat has a <laughs> fantastic uh comment here raj send jack an under armor cap <laughs> hashtag capgate i have like three others if only i could <laughs> we wouldn't dare <laughs> we wouldn't dare cover up that jack farmer hair right. <laughs> right, yeah. well i would i could just cut the top off and do like a scotty too hottie thing where my hair comes to the top of it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so speaking of, you know, Under Armour and brand placement and things like that, did do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from bite-sized candy bar to king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code WINC20. Uh, I don't know if you ever, well, we, I know we've all tried Manscaped. I don't know if anyone in the chat has tried Manscaped, but they definitely need to go there. There's, it's, it's easy to use. You don't have to use the same shaver that you use for your face downstairs. And as mentioned, I mean, make your bite-sized candy bar, king-sized candy bar, right? Why wouldn't you? And they got a ton of other great products too. In addition to the, to the lawnmower, you, you, you they have their uh, the ball deodorant and and other uh, products like that. Which is that what it's called? The ball deodorant. ball deodorant. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. don't, 
Manscaped, <laughs> Manscaped doesn't mess around. They just tell it how it is. Uh, and yeah, Justin, you're rocking that beautiful Manscaped shirt, too. Your balls will thank you. Yeah, no, everything. Everything is quality from them, from from the from the clippers to the ball deodorant. To, I mean, look, the shirts are comfortable. The boxes, the boxes are comfortable. The shaving kit is a nice quality uh, bag, a great travel bag for a shaving kit bag. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, 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 and you have to be blunt. Yeah, they call it ball deodorant. Jack, when you're talking about carving your pumpkins, there's no time for uh, there's no time for subtle. Uh, I need to look up this this word. What's this medical definition? What does this thing mean? Just call it the ball deodorant. Don't yeah. call it. The, don't call it the testicle odor again. Just call it the ball deodorant. Just tell it what it is. It's way more honest this way. And honesty. And, and, and speaking of honesty, if you don't think you need the ball deodorant, you're the you person do. that needs the ball deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Uh, but yeah, you did mention the uh, like we talked about the boxers and the uh, the travel bag. Uh, Manscaped throws in the two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Uh, to bring your comfort and boxers to another level. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus the free shipping with the code WINK20 at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. <laughs> I, I love the the man I love the Halloween. Uh, <laughs> I, I like this one. I can't wait for to see what we got for Thanksgiving when it rolls around. Uh, but I want to say a quick thank you to everyone who is in the chat joining us live, whether it be Michael the Virus or Deadpool Party or Ricky Zaldivar or Joseph Boza or Headlock Heel. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It's always appreciated. The five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts are always appreciated, along with those little comments there. The comments in YouTube, the likes, the shares, the subscribes, all that good stuff. Always very appreciated. Thank you so much for joining us. As Mike in the chat adds, I'm ready for Lashley and MVP to return already. MVP adds a lot to to that dynamic. He is definitely missed. So, uh, yeah, I'd almost... I, yeah, I can't wait for him to come back either. I have a feeling they're going to wait till they can both come back before they bring Lashley back. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I mean, it's a three-hour show, so you kind of you know, need the uh, need the star power. You could make a case that Lashley could stay off until closer to Rumble. I mean, especially you know, he and Drew were workhorses, again, through the, the Thunderdome era. Um, you know, you have this fresh roster supposedly now on these brands. So, I mean, he, you could make a case to let him stay off until Rumble. And I think he, and I think the reset would be good. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Could I wonder if they could wait until like uh, the surprise entrance at the Rumble? You know, you can imagine you kind of forget about him by then, and then the music hits. It's like, oh, right. Lashley. That's my response. <laughs> Come out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's get into the show. We open with a Big E, uh, and uh, I always say, sign of a great world champion when you can just start the show, and I thought that Big E was really able to do that. Uh, he opens up and says, whoo, and we get Seth, we get Rey Mysterio, we get Finn Balor, we get Kevin Owens. It all breaks down, and we get a quick peek at what the WWE title scene is going to look like, but we also get told a four-way ladder match later tonight to declare a number one contender uh, Raj, we'll start with you. How'd you think the show started? I thought it 
started fine. You know, the, again, they they use this formula a lot where everyone's music just hits consecutively and then you you make a, a four-way or five-way or, or whatever. It's just, they do it a lot. So I'd, I'd like to see them mix up that formula some. Um, but at the same time, it, I thought Raw tonight did feel more fresh with the with the new talent on, the new gimmick for Keith Lee. Um, you know, I, I definitely thought it felt fresher. So um, I think you knew Rollins was going to win. He's the only heel in this match. So I almost would have preferred if they had one more heel just to kind of add a little extra suspense. But yeah, outside of that, like you said, I, I feel like Big E, he, he belongs. He, he's doing a great job. And uh, I mean, that is a lot of star power that was in that ring. Yeah, they love the formulaic swingers party of uh, let's, let's see how many <laughs> we can get here. Um, I, you know, the good on it is ladder matches on Raw aren't, you know, that, that that's kind of fresh or just, you know, mm-hmm. so like that was that's something okay to peg as your main event. Uh, it has stakes, obviously, number one contender. I don't know how I feel about the whole shtick of all of the, of the four guys that come out is all of them rattling off the resumes of how, how credible they are. Right. You know, and it's like you, you've just given me this draft and this fresh roster. And so now you're telling me that the four people that are going to make claim to be the number contender are all people that have been champions here, there. They've all lost it. All four of them have once upon a time had their spot at the top of the card and have all slid down some more than others at a time. I, I don't know. I just yeah, I look at this roster and I look at Damian Priest, Bearcat Lee, Karrion Cross, even Riddle. Like I, I just look at a lot of untapped, unscratched uh, upon talent that we haven't got to put in this picture. And I, and I would have been far more jazzed. And, and like Raj said, it was pretty predictable there's only one heel. I would have been far more jazzed to have just some of the guys I just named right there in this ladder match because it would have been like, wow, this is unpredictable because none of them have been there yet. So I, so who is WWE about to pull the trigger on? Um, so that was kind of my biggest gripe here. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's fair. I mean, I like the idea, like, and I was excited to see this match, but the whole time I was really thinking, I wonder if they'd all coexist. In any case, speaking of coexist... You know what would be funny is have a, a, a Drew Gulak go out there <laughs> you know, during one of these segments, and when they make the match, they're like, okay, the four of you, but not Drew. <laughs> <laughs> that would just, be to, just to mix it up, because that, it just seems like anyone could just come out and you're going to get a world title match. That's all you got to do. Well, to your point, though, let's say he does come out and he is in the match and he's even just feisty in the match. You'd go, oh, wow, Drew Gulak was kind of feisty in this match. Maybe we can find something for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, yeah but, and, and another point that Justin made is them just reading off their resumes. It, it was just they do that too often where it's like, well, you know, I, I want this title and I want it here and I beat you. and it, it, I don't know. I, I just wish they wouldn't do the resumes every time. I the thing that got me is everyone kept talking about and the NXT being an NXT champion, which is cool. But part of me was thinking, you mean the brand you just completely revamped and changed completely and is no longer anything like the title? I don't know. It felt very like that doesn't even count anymore at this point because it's not even the same thing today. Yeah. But some people pointing out that Drew Gulak's on SmackDown. It was just yeah. it was a joke. <laughs> Yeah, Raj, what are you thinking? Come on. They don't, they, it's going to be at least three weeks before they start having people who are on SmackDown show up on Raw for some <laughs> uh, exchange program or whatever they call it. Uh, so, Well, with, Smack, with Survivor Series coming up, it's probably going to be sooner than that. 
That's true. Probably <laughs> next week. Yeah. Uh, Street Profits versus Dirty Dogs versus Alpha Academy for a shot at the tag team titles. I thought this was a fun three-way match between three teams, and uh, we got the Dirty Dogs getting the win after Omos makes some interference. Um, I thought this was, this was a fun match. I thought it was fun seeing these three teams on Raw. And uh, I thought was, if this is a sneak peek into what the tag team division is going to be, I think it looks looks pretty good compared to what it was. Justin, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, it was a fresh matchup of, of, of this triple threat. Triple threat tag teams aren't something he always gets. I mean, whatever. I mean, like, yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with the result. And I'm sorry. And I and I have I I appreciate Dolph Ziggler so much. I appreciate the long. I mean, Dolph. Dolph is a full time performer, which he is. I mean, he still works house shows. He works. I mean, I think Dolph, Dolph has the longevity. Dolph might be the longest tenure guy that is just. You know, and he's he's had very little time off if you look at it in the grand scheme. I have a total respect for him. The fact that the dude's just, just hung around and reinvented himself in little little pockets. Uh, you know, rude. You know, I don't know. He's a guy in his forties who, in great physique, but I don't know. I, I don't think I, I I don't believe in this dirty dog is what I'm getting at. So like, I don't believe in that. Otis and Otis and Chad Gable, two guys who were in otherwise really successful tag teams that they decided to disband at one point or another. I don't know. I just didn't I just didn't know where to go with this. I didn't agree with that. The match itself's fun, but I don't know what they're trying to do here. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I kind of agree. But yeah, to your point, Jack, I thought the the action in the match was really good. The dirty dogs, I feel like and that's the one good thing with Ziggler is you could put him in with tag teams for for a while, and then you separate him, and he, and he's you know back to a single star. Um, with Rude, I don't know. I feel like they've kind of he's kind of been beaten down so often that I, I don't see him emerging as a singles star. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I, I agree. I think I, I would have went with another team because the Dirty Dogs have been in that picture for so for so long on SmackDown that it would really feel fresh to have a, a brand new team in there. Yeah, I think because they've been in the picture, but they never feel like real threats. Almost like, and, and I like Kevin Owens, but almost like Kevin Owens, he, he gets shots, and you're like, yeah, but he's not going to win. You know, that's that's kind of where Dirty Dogs are in the tag team division. I, I like them both, but I just I don't know if I ever really think they're going to win and become the champs, unless it's more to get it to somebody else. Yeah, like a transitionary thing. Yeah. Wow, Rude is 45 years old. Jeez. How like he looks amazing. He looks yeah. great, but it's like he's not the future of the company. Like I don't know what are we doing. Yeah, um, I, I think you, you, you can still have him there in the tag team, mixing it up with tag teams. So I like I like Bobby Roode. I guess I'm I'm being defensive because I like him, <laughs> so I'm trying to defend him. But uh, Dirty Dogs get the win. Queen Zelina shows up and she's doing the accent. I think we got a really good view of what she is going to be. As the queen, she gets the win over Dewdrop using the scepter, and uh, I'm here for it. I think Queen Zelina is going to be fun. She's got a sneaky long win streak going right now, though, Raj. Uh, do you think that she's delivering as the queen's crown winner, queen of the ring? Queen. Well, I think in this role, I couldn't tell if she was purposely going in and out of the accent. Because like one sentence yeah. she doesn't have the accent, the next she does. So I don't know if she, that was kind of a... Just kind of a play to Booker T, you know, kind of playing, uh, paying a little homage to him. But um, 
I, I, like I said, I think she looks apart. She looks like a star. We all know that she can go out there and handle a segment or a promo. Um, I, I thought it, it ran a little long. Um, but outside of that, I think Zelina's a great choice. Yeah, Zelina can talk. Uh, it was it was fun. It was entertaining. Rematches coming off of big shows like Crown Jewel shows you have to have some kind of payment for. You know, have Peacock. It's just so insulting. This, yeah, to to your point, we have totally fresh rosters, and we're doing a rematch of something we literally saw a few days ago. So that that was very weird to me. It's also this very... wasn't even the worst one. I thought the the Liv Morgan Carmelo one was way worse. But we'll, we'll get to right. That. It's, uh, but I I I hope that she was intentionally going in and out of the accent, and I hope it's a re- reoccurring thing because I think that's hilarious. And uh, I thought it was interesting though because Zelina had been on a huge losing streak, totally turned it around. Do drop the opposite. She had been on a winning streak and now has just dropped two in a row. I don't know if it matters, but just something to notate from a nerdy stat perspective yeah i mean i think you know they 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 flew through that do drop eva marie storyline and um i just i just i don't know this do drop with that name it just doesn't seem promising yeah she's really good she'll be chasing for the 24 7 title yeah i mean it's kind of heading in that direction that would actually be interesting if she won the 24-7 title. I'd be down for that. That'd hey. change things up a little bit. Uh, well, someone who's not chasing for the 24-7 title and probably never will be, Becky Lynch comes out and cuts a promo. Bianca comes out and also cuts a promo. I thought, Bianca, this was an amazing promo by her. I really enjoyed it. Things got physical, and Becky says that she will give Bianca Belair a matchup. Uh Justin, what did you think of the the promo? And uh, we got a showdown between these two next week. Uh, promo was good. Uh, crowd was into it. You know, uh, crowd very much behind Bianca. They they healed Becky. Um, yeah, yeah, this is good. I mean, they, they I think they later officially said the match would be next week, so that's that's a big deal for the show uh, next week in Providence. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this is. Uh, Again, this I, I, it's it's good, but I, I couldn't help but as I'm like, you know, breaking the four. I'm just breaking the fourth wall as a fan. I'm watching this segment here, and all I can think about is I, I want to see Charlotte out here with Becky. I want to see I, like again pick up where the emotion and tension left off. Um, I know that they're on different shows, and I know that they don't write to the uh, wrestling rumors and reports from the backstage, but. That that's kind of the whole thing I'm thinking of the whole time. I'm like, all right, this is a good promo, whatever. But this is I, I want to pick well, back up where the real emotion is. Well, you make a good point, and, and Raj, I'll send this to you. Is because I think even regardless of what's kind of happened and what's transpired, the way that that switch was supposed to happen, or the way things looked like they were going to happen, is we were going to build up to a Charlotte versus Becky Survivor Series matchup. But that would mean, even if that if that is on the table, that Becky Lynch has to retain. How can she retain without really just kind of burying Bianca? I don't like to use the bury word, but Bianca has just been coming up short time and time again since like for like two months now. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't necessarily looked strong. Uh, she hasn't gotten a big win uh, in, in a while. You know, Sasha beat her. She didn't win at Crown Jewel. She didn't get pinned, but she didn't win. 
Um, when she beat Charlotte last week, it was the, the, the lamest finish, and it was a DQ, I think. Yeah, Charlotte hit her with a chair. Yeah. So, and, and so another thing with this segment is it ended with Becky coming off looking strong. Like, Be- Becky dropped her to end the segment, and I felt like Bianca's the baby face. She could use that more in chasing Becky off, especially if Becky's probably going to win next week. At least she's holding on to the title. So, yeah, I feel like they should have made Bianca look a little stronger here. But outside of that, I thought it was a good segment. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it, I, I could be wrong. And in the chat, correct me. I don't know if there's been a time when Bianca left looking like the strongest figure since SummerSlam. I think in every case, she's kind of looked like she, someone either beat her or she was the second to like Sasha Banks being out there or something. I I don't know. Just it, it seems like she was the hottest thing going and they just to me as a fan, it seems like they just can't seem to let her look like a star for some reason. I don't know. I'm bitter about it. I like Bianca Belair. I want her to look, I want her to get wins. Yeah. I mean, and well, why don't you do that to, to build to this match? You know, uh, you know, Becky basically said, you know, you're sending you to the back of the line and it makes sense because she did get a title shot and it didn't win. So it does make sense for her to get a couple wins to kind of establish herself uh, as deserving that title shot. Yeah. Um, so I want to go to the next thing. And the next thing is uh, something that I think is probably going to be the thing we chat about the most, really. And that is Damian Priest has a match with T-Bar. Uh, and the reason I say we're going to chat about this the most is, first off, this is, seems like a different Damian Priest. Some things are different. His music's different. His attitude seems a little different. Uh, he gets the win via DQ and then just beats the T-Bar out of T-Bar. Uh, and I, I like this new Damian Priest. This was fun. Justin, you're a big Damian Priest fan. Are you on board with this shift in what we're seeing? Uh, I am. I When I saw the new entrance and they dropped the Archer references and imagery and what have you and the music was different uh the you know the light the, everything the music everything lights um you know i was a little like uh you know because we they, there's been a bad history of them trying to fix what's not broken so to speak um like this guy's had a tremendous run of 2021 since rumble like wh- wh- why tinker with it uh but the graphics on the board the entrance the lighting even the lower third for his name everything was all about duality it was all about like jekyll and hyde harvey two-face and then he has this match with t-bar t-bar actually gets a lot to t-bar's credit <clears throat> excuse me and then you know the outside the end of the match you know priest goes crazy just goes you know becomes another personality just goes nuts and so as i'm watching all this unfold while i miss the archer and all that stuff that i said uh, i'm on board with this because priest is the u.s champion and these changes to the character seem very focused and deliberate, probably by Vince himself. Uh, that would, to me, sh- strike like, okay, I need we need to add some more layers to this guy because I see him as in about six months from now, we're going to have him in the top world title picture, which is, I love. So if that's the idea, I'll get behind it. Uh, so that, I'm okay with that because I, that's what I think is happening here. Yeah, and and then he looked different too. Like he had like eyeliner or something mm-hmm. to just yeah. They it was interesting because he had just been doing. He just came onto the main roster this year, 
So to already change his entrance, he had a cool entrance. This seems like one of those cases where Vince was probably felt like maybe he was lacking a little killer instinct and wanted to get more of that out of him. We hear about that happening all, all the time in the past where AJ Styles has talked about it, where Vince would tell him, you know, I, I need to see that pit bull. Or, uh, so th- this seems like it's one of those types of things where he, he wants to see more of a killer instinct out of Priest. I thought this, I agree with you guys, and I thought, I, I love the Archer of Infamy stuff. I thought his entrance and stuff was cool, but this felt like a bigger star entrance. Like, this was something I could see matching up with one of their world title guys. And I didn't realize his old one didn't feel as much like that until I saw this one. But now seeing this with, like, the big screen and, the, uh, Justin, to your point, the duality and stuff, I could see him walking out and being an opponent for a guy like a, uh, a, a Roman Reigns or a Seth Rollins or a Big E and feeling like it's a bigger star than than it was before. So I was totally on board with this. And I like that he just wrecked T-Bar. T-Bar, by the way, they had a, they were having a good match. I hope he gets more time uh, in the future. But uh, well, well, they, they did. And like T, I mean, you know, T-Bar's hitting moonsaults and he was hitting some big stuff. Uh, whether it was Priest's call or the agent of the match or whose call was, but it's like. <laughs> T-Bar was looking pretty strong. And I'm sitting there going, we're redoing every entrance. You know, Keith Lee has to be, he's Bearcat. And we're like, has nobody decided to take on the reconstruction of T-Bar? Right. <laughs> of all the people that need it the most, you know, T-Bar and Mace. And they're the ones that are getting stu- stuck keeping their gimmicks. I think if they just let him go back to his name, that would fix 90% of the problem. But, no, but here's the problem. I mean, and Jack, I, I mean, even though his name was slightly altered when he got the NXT, but it was a playoff of what he was on the independent scene. Again, Vince proves this. You know, as everybody gets boiled down to just one name or a nickname and one name, you know, for the most part. He does not like foreign-sounding names. Donovan Dijakovic or Dijak or any of that variation Vince has seems to have a prejudice about that more than ever anymore. Uh, of of we needed to make it easy to say, easy to remember, not like so. I don't. He's not going to be that, but T Bar T Bar will not be going on the Today Show uh, to talk about WrestleMania. All right, and Let's, Dominic, they they already have a Dominic, and you know how Vince feels about you know having people with the same name. So and yeah, I, I'm with you. What was Otis's last name? Ready or oh, ready? <laughs> right, um, <laughs> uh, do, do, Doge, uh, do, Dozovic, Dozer, Doge, something like Dozer. Yeah, it, it had do, it sounded like Dozer or something, but um, yeah. But to, to Justin's point, you know, I think it was a little too complicated, and they dropped that. I mean, they dropped dropped Tucker Knight <laughs> to just Tucker, but, but uh, yeah, I, 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 they, they, he needs to be repackaged. Something fierce. But I, I mean, I'm saying even if it's not his real name, even if it's just calling him I, the, the name T Bar sounds ridiculous. The I don't face paint, the music, it's just terrible. So hopefully he gets. Hopefully this is their way of saying we're taking you off TV for a little bit, and then we'll bring you back. And because he's great, he's gr- like I want to see him wrestle, but just I, I'm never gonna get super pumped about someone named T Bar coming out. I can't tell my friend. Man, you got to check out this dude named T Bar, and I know there's already been a bunch of people talking about the name and stuff, but this just reiterated it for me. Like the guy is great. Like let's just make him cool instead of T Bar. 
Yeah, and and that's why what they're doing right now with NXT is probably more important than before. Because before it was trying to be a, th- a third brand, and you know they they were kind of doing their own thing and not really creating characters that Vince would like and names that Vince would like. And now they're getting to doing that and really getting young talent. And whether you you like the new NXT or not, it's important in that way as far as creating the new stars, which I felt like wasn't really happening that much uh, there. Yeah, if you become world champion, which might be a new world champion coming tomorrow on NXT, yeah. if you become champion in NXT, there right now it would seem there's a greater chance that you are going to be set up for succeeding on Raw or SmackDown. And so, yeah, maybe... Hopefully it's not as T-Bar, but whatever he is, hopefully maybe he resurfaces. He dis- he disappears from TV, Jack, and he resurfaces yeah. uh, as something on NXT 2.0, and the reset starts there to where they do try to form the version. Because, I mean, yeah, he stood there toe-to-toe with Priest. Uh, he's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he's there. I mean, you know, he's he's got the look. He's got the physical and, and, and athletic ability. I mean, it's all he just needs a, a better care. I mean, you know, T-bar, which is not going to work. We all, we've all known. I mean, Retribution was one of the biggest flops ever. Um, so, yeah. It was uh, so, uh, moving on from that, we got Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Raj, this is one I know you wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Carmella says she's the diamond at WWE, and she gets a win over Liv Morgan. Hey, they've just how many times have they done this match recently? It feels like five, but it's at least been a couple. Again, you have no storyline reason to have a rematch. So why are I just hate the rematches that have no storyline reason? And um, you know, Carmella, she's I don't get the mask thing. Um, eh, eh, I don't know. Uh, I'm okay with the mask thing. I don't know, Jack. What about? I mean, I, I kind of like. I'm, I've always been into like going back to the dashing Cody. I've always been into the psychological. Somebody's pretty. They feel like they need to protect their face, rightly or wrongly. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like yeah. there's something there. It's more to. I mean, she. Is, I mean, you know. I, I, from, from my guy perspective, I think that Carmella is one of the most attractive women they have. Yeah. Uh, so I do think that there's something there to that heel of. Uh, I have to protect my face, and she's constantly screaming about how much better she is. Uh, my takeaway from this match, actually, this whole segment was. You know, uh, you know, her and Corey Graves, they live here in Pittsburgh. They're like the mayor and, 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 and first lady of Pittsburgh here. Uh, this was the first time on WWE that like WWE TV has really allowed acknowledgement. They never explicitly said Liv Morgan screamed it and it was audibly picked up by the mic that they just got engaged. Uh, Corey Graves and, and Carmella. Congrats for those two. Uh, absolutely. Um, but this is like the first time that like WWE leaned into the that they were together. And they even did like a close-up at one point of Corey like selling and defending Carmella. So I mean, I, I don't know. Like Corey's been kind of pr- changed up his look a little bit, and and you know he's a, he was a great wrestler and manager himself on the independent scene. Again, uh, bred here in Pittsburgh. I would love to see a commentator pulling double duty, being being manager. We haven't seen that. That's a throwback to the '90s and '80s. I, I would love to see Corey Graves and Carmella. You know, Corey's the best heel commentator they have. Carmella's arguably one of the best heel females they have. I think it'd be a great pairing. Just play off of the real life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised. I was trying to think of that, too, if they have ever mentioned that on TV about the two of them being together. They never ex- no, never have. Yeah. So that, that was the most interesting thing for me about this match was just that. 
I wonder if there's something to do with the, because they are engaged that now it's like, I don't know, like now, I wonder if that's something that they said, hey, let's keep it not off air until you guys are married. I don't know, like it's like some old uh, <laughs> conservative parents, like don't say anything until you're engaged. Right. Uh, well, I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think the tough thing is you always, I mean, look, uh, fraternizing amongst the guys and girls in locker and pro wrestling is is – that's that's nothing new, but it used to be very taboo, right? It was uh, it was it was never they they were never the 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 married couples with each other. They were never the you know it, it, it's become such a new thing in the last decade, I would say, that wrestling couples are together and they are together and they're public about it and they are you know they are each other it's not they're not having a taboo on the side relationship it's like it's like they're each other's girlfriends or, or wives and husbands and what have you so i think there's probably already already like i think there's probably a little bit of hesitancy of like if you pair a guy and girl together and you start to invest tv time and money and look you know you now have to like tell them look you guys have to work you know lana and rusev were a rarity in this era to put an actual real life couple and have her adopt a russian accent and be such part of the presentation like you know you're again you're running a risk of if, if in their personal life things aren't going well they, they they part ways that's a huge effect on 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 screen stuff so i you know i get it but i i think i don't know i think carmel and Corey would make a fun a fun tandem i like that idea <clears throat> yeah i think they'd be great too and for, for what it was worth the mask thing i like the mask thing the other thing i was against is for a second there they had seamus carmella and Mandy, I think, all wearing masks for the same reason, which felt a little repetitive. But right, um, but I, I like hers because it's so terrifying. It does look very. It's it doesn't look like uh, it's it, it's creepy looking. So Phantom I like of the Opera-ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so someone else that was a little intimidating today, Bearcat Lee, clawed his way onto Raw, and he had a match with Cedric Alexander. Uh, Fun match. I thought uh, did Bearcat a lot of favors, and uh, looks like we might be seeing Bearcat versus Shelton Benjamin down the road. Uh, I know a lot of people probably want bigger things for Hurt Business, but I think someone like Cedric Alexander really helped make Bearcat look like the big monster he's supposed to be. Justin, did you uh, did you like how they debuted Bearcat or redebuted or however we're saying it? Um. I like the. I mean, I'm fine with the Bearcat name, and I'm fine with this again. This focused dominance that he has. <laughs> you know, I laugh at the sheep play on. Like, how many cat references can we like? <laughs> and, and I'm and Jack. I know you are, and you were telling me about this, so I'm sorry to say this. To you. I hate cats. <laughs> I hate cats. I am a dog person, 100. percent I don't yeah. like cats. I don't trust. They 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 sway their tail when they're not happy. Like I don't trust cats. They're creepy. They're creepy. <laughs> creepy i don't like cats don't like them don't uh so like you know cat references don't oh yeah they don't put you on my good side (laughs) but the uh you are in keith lee's litter box now oh shut up (laughs) um just uh, let's let's okay look vince has never been shy about dropping a first name or last name just drop keith he can just be bearcat lee it doesn't have to be keith bearcat lee or bearcat keith lee or whatever he's just bearcat lee um, I think they will. I think that it's headed that way. He's just Bearcat to me. That's what I'm calling him. Yeah, Rocky bringing up that Keith Lee has now debuted about 23 times. Yeah, 
That's yeah. fair. Um, I, you know what? I, I liked it better than some of the other stuff they've come up with for him in the past. Um, the music was better than what they had uh, before his. I mean, I liked his original NXT music, but uh, once they changed that on the main roster, I wasn't a fan. So it, it's I, we'll see if they stick with it. You know, I hope I hope they do. But uh, yeah. You know, I was thinking because I like Keith Lee and I liked what he was in NXT and and everything else, but I can I actually can kind of see what they're thinking here because it does seem a lot easier to figure out. Oh, this is who he is without having to hear him cut promos and without spending too much time. You see him once and you go, Oh, this is who this is. If that makes sense, uh, and I could see the thinking behind it and just say, Yeah, he's just a big terrifying guy who beats beats people up. I, I kind of get that. I, I get. I think I get it. Is what I'm saying. I think I get what WWE is. He a heel or face? He seemed like a heel in this one, but he was wrestling a heel. That's so, what I mean. He's yeah, a heel or face. So I'm guessing he's a face, but he acts like a heel. He's a bear cat. Is he a cat or a bear? <laughs> Don't quite know. <laughs> Mister uh, Miapa says, <laughs> "Big dog was already taken. Cats are great." Yes, uh, I have a cat and a dog. Uh, I, the cat is not on my favorite list right now, but um, that's a story for another day. Uh, and then Michael says, uh, that Bearcat song growl makes me shiver in fear. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so we also had, uh, not a debut, but a uh, someone new getting to the ring again. Austin Theory picked a fight with Dominic Mysterio. Austin Theory, another big win. I think Austin Theory is going to be a huge star. I love this guy. I think he's doing everything right. He's getting wins. His matches are great. He looks the part. Raj, I see you nodding your head. Is this guy the next John Cena? Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> that's, that's, jumping, that's jumping way ahead. Um, is he, he the greatest of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got all the tools. I mean, he's great, you know, when he was doing the mocking, the Eddie thing and, and just little things here and there, uh, his promo backstage, he's got the right uh, inflection and everything. So I, I think he's, I think he's great. I mean, he's, he's been one of my favorite things to watch on the show the last few weeks. Yeah. yeah he's, he's... I'm sorry, ahead, Justin. Justin. No, Justin, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, he, he, he's not afraid to be a heel. Yeah. He actually feels like a guy who's really not afraid uh, I guess just current comparison, I'll use an MJF. He feels like a guy who's not afraid to go on an interview, go on a meet and greet, and just play the heel, not worried about moving merch, not worried about getting, ironically, you know, selfies and, and, and likes. He's just, he's a he's a very good-looking dude who is just so unlikable. Right. And, that, 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 and that's, a, that's a lethal mix if you can be a really good at it for a heel. Yeah, he's the kind of guy you want to see him. You pay to see him get his ass kicked. You know, you you want that eventually. So I, I think they're doing a, a great job with him. Way better than last year, where he was just randomly in a tag team with Andrade, just not doing anything. I feel like he's really getting that personality out. I think that is, really shows just how powerful it was for him to go back to NXT and work with the Way and Johnny Gargano, and I think to sort of figure out who he was going to be because yeah, he's so good now, and it's one thing to be the the bad guy when you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I guess like a carrying cross, like, oh, I'm going to destroy you and kill you or whatever. Uh, but he's doing the things where he makes you not like him for just the, like 
just like you said, the inflections and just little things he does are so annoying. Whether he wins or loses, like he's still annoying to me. I don't like this guy. I want him to get beat up. Yeah, uh, he's got he's got that like obnoxious bro frat heat. I don't mean like the cool bro that Riddle's got. He's right. got that he's got that douchebag frat boy kind of heat. Right. He, yes. He's the kind of guy you'd hate in college. Yeah, yeah, he shows up to the party, and you're like, oh, this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. That yeah. guy. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for, for what they have planned for him. Uh, tag team title match, RK Bro, uh, actually working together. I, I, real quick, people pointing out, he, he is 24 years old, so he's got a ton of potential. That's insane. That's not fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You still have better hair than him. Yeah, 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 it's true. But, you know. <laughs> um, tag team titles, RK Bro, work together, get the win over uh, the Dirty Dogs. And I don't know there's much to write home about. The only thing I really wrote home about with this was that uh, they, RK Bro is working together pretty well. And uh, cool cool pinning combos to, to end the match. Uh, doesn't look like they're going to break up anytime soon. I thought they were going to be done at, at uh, Crown Jewel. Justin, looks like this team's going to be a, stick around for a bit. Yeah, I, I timetable this to Rumble. I think Rumble's going to start the problems. Um, whether it's the old-fashioned, one of them eliminates the other one, and that's what we go to Mania is them, or it just goes to, you know, uh, they give Riddle a bigger singles match, and he just splits off. But I, I think Rumble's probably the timetable. Um, it, it, look, it, it's an you're back on the road traveling with house shows. <clears throat> This is easily one of the most overacts they have, so I get WWE wanting to hold off on breaking it off for as long as possible because, I mean, you hear the reaction, and I imagine this helps move some tickets and helps uh, be an attraction to stick around after an intermission for house shows and seeing these guys. So I get it, but, yeah, I, I think Rumble is about the time that you're going to need to separate these two and it's going to run its course, and the oddball couple is going to have to go. So. Yeah, there's definitely a shelf life to it. Edward Cousins pointing out that Riddle missed a, a kick during the match. I thought Riddle handled it great as far as recovering from that. He did. Um, and, again, this match, I thought it was, it was really good. Uh, you, you knew who was going to win. But uh, as far as the action goes, you know, one thing we, we got to remember is we don't have another real pay-per-view this year. As far as having title matches, you know, Survivor Series is just brand versus brand. And the next one's January 1st. So I think, you know, with uh, a lot of these title matches, they're going to be doing it on TV. We're seeing that Bianca and Becky next week. I'm guessing they're going to do that with uh, with Biggie and Seth Rollins as well, unless they're holding that off for a while. Hopefully they do, because I guess we can move into it. We get the main event. Mysterio, Owens, Balor, Rollins. This one I thought was a really good one. And I mean, to be fair, the only way you're going to get these four in a match in a ladder match without it being and not make it great is if there's some sort of shenanigans, like it gets DQ'd somehow, but Seth gets the win. And I already feel like these two are him and Big E are going to have a great rivalry. Seth Rollins is just in his bag right now with this character. I love it. I think he is just hitting his stride. And every time he gets these new characters, not that this is new, but he just, he knows how to be these different characters. Seth, Seth Rollins is great. What is this character? I remember thinking my, yeah, they've also the music. He like, he comes out, he's got like this, Joker-ish uh, laugh for craziness. Yeah, tonight he was dressed like Corella Deville, as was Becky. They were doing like a little cosplay couple thing. One hundred one Dalmatians. So cute. 
Like, what is this Seth character? He's just like off the rails cuckoo. I think so. That's how I think of him. Is he's just. I think Joker's a good comparison. He's just kind of crazy. It's so out there though that the problem is we know Seth. You know, we've we've seen him for years and years, and to randomly all of a sudden be doing this new shtick, it's it's. I almost feel like he needed something to happen that changes him a little bit. Uh, whatever you know, whether it's going on a losing streak or, or whatever, but something happened to where he's now this crazy character as opposed to just randomly starting to do it. So it was edge edge pushed him over the edge being edge light got him all cuckoo bananas as Johnny Gargano would say. All right. Well, t- you know, we got to tell that in the storyline. We like edge, you know, Seth Rollins is just not <laughs> himself since he's, you know, been since he got beaten by edge, but I it just way too over the top for me. I don't know. I love it. I, okay, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait till I can't wait till big E makes fun of him for it too. Because I think he's going to make – Biggie's not going to pull punches. He's going to make fun of him for being crazy. He's going to make fun of his outfits. It's gonna, I think it's going to be really fun. I think this is going to be a fun, fun little rivalry. Little, but they'll probably have seven matches. Right. <laughs> Two of which will be can they coexist. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he's not a baby face, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, really, who else do you have as far as heels go on Raw? You got – Lashley, which you know they kind of already done, uh, so you don't really the heel side isn't really that strong. So all the heels are the again the up and coming, the Bearcats, the crosses, the, the you know guys that you know maybe Priest, maybe if if they decide to like have him be more on the heel side of his Jekyll and Hyde personality. Yeah, I mean, that, which again I don't know. It, you're in the end of the calendar year. This is always a transitional period. Again, Rumble kind of resets everything because Rumble sets the tone for. Mania. They they reset everything every six weeks. There's like a a draft, and then there's a rumble, and then there's the mania, and then there's the every six weeks. Well, and this year, and and, and I know we didn't touch on the news, and and next year's gonna be weird. Just real quick, I mean, we're gonna have well, we have a January first pay per view, which is weird. Uh, Rumble's gonna happen. We'll have a two day mania again, which I love. I'm all for it. You know, we're gonna have some spring and into the summer shows. Uh, we're going to have a Money in the Bank early July. SummerSlam, first time ever, is going to be the end of July. And then WWE is going to do a show on Labor Day weekend, uh, which is going to potentially counter-program All Out. So, right. Very interesting. And Adam, really interesting that seven of these pay-per-views are on a Saturday. Um, and I, I get, like, some of these, they're they're doing um, at stadiums, so it's better you know, for ticket sales and everything to do it on a, on a Saturday. But Survivor Series at the TD Garden, and they're doing that on a Saturday as well. So this is the most I've ever seen them do with Saturday pay-per-views ever. But it makes sense. And I've been saying this for years, somebody who's traveled for many years. Like, if you put them on Saturday, because then people, they have the next day to travel home. They don't miss work. They don't miss school. Uh, Saturday's just a, you know, Saturday's better for if you're in the city, you nightlife afterwards, you want to go out. Like it's just it makes a lot more sense. And obviously AEW certainly pushed this curve. AEW kind of tapped into that of doing Saturday pay per views. So And and plus in the fall you, you won't have to deal with the NFL on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Which is but, and, and they have college football on Saturdays, but that's not that hasn't been as big of a uh, a thing that hurts WWE like like the NFL. 
Yeah, I, I like Justin's point. The uh, my travel footprint is much bigger if it's a Saturday than if it's a Sunday. If it's a Sunday, probably not going to go super far. But if it's a Saturday, yeah, make a trip out of it. Make make a weekend out of it. Yeah, no, for sure. For myself personally, I prefer Sundays just because um, we usually have plans on the weekends. <laughs> so yeah. it's just selfish reasons. But uh, outside of that, yeah, it, it's you know people pointing out in the chat it's, it's uh, better for people watching overseas with the time differences and everything so um well we'll see too i mean i think we'll they'll do this year and then if it's not successful they'll stop doing it and then if it is successful they'll probably just move them all to saturday well they're still doing some sundays you know they're doing some ones at the end of the spring early summer they're still sunday so i think they're going to probably try to compare and contrast what's what you know what is yeah, they yeah. got a they got a uh, the first Sunday one. Obviously, you got the second night of Mania. They're doing one in May at the uh, Sunday May eighth, Sunday June fifth. They don't have names for these pay per views yet. And then for September third or fourth, they're saying Saturday or Sunday. They haven't decided yet. So is that the one that's in the UK? Uh, let me see. Because that's the one that's like against All Out on Labor Day weekend, but it's going to be in a different continent so it says uh yeah to be determined location oh yeah so that would be the one yep hmm. well uh that'll be interesting to see play out like i said i i've so far but i don't i also don't know how much of the saturday thing i like just because it's different so i'm like oh this is different than i'm used to uh i wanted to say something real quick about the the heels thing i thought owens was going to turn today i thought we were going to because he was saying hey i'll do whatever it takes to win and he was headbutting ladders and things i thought Maybe we'd get a different one from him. And I also think Balor can basically go both ways. I think just depending on who he's facing. Like he can face a he can go up against a good guy and you'll still be okay with it and it won't feel necessarily like face versus face. I'd like to see Balor turn heel, like like a, a, a real heel run, just because he's been a face for so long that it would, you know, freshen him up. Because I feel like he's just kinda he's just kinda there right now. Yeah. I think he'd be a cool heel too, because he's just a cool dude. I don't know. It's like a, yeah. I would say he's a rock star. <laughs> uh, anyone who can pull off a leather jacket and underwear, I mean, come on. Well, you know. Uh, there you go. <laughs> he he's always Finn Balor light. After you've seen him, after you've seen him be the demon, he's so. I don't know, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's what always hinders him with me. Yeah, because yeah, every time you see him, you're kind of like, this isn't as cool as the demon. Well, once you see the demon, the demon wins, and Finn Balor loses. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that does it for us. We wrapped it all up. Unless uh, you guys have anything else you want to add, anyone in the chat, let us know if we missed anything or if there's any other additional uh, questions you guys have. But uh, do you guys have any final thoughts on this week's Raw, the season premiere, as it were? It won't be season premiere type numbers. Right. Um yeah, I mean, I thought it felt fresher than I'll just say that. But, you know, in a few weeks, we're going to be back to not feeling fresh. And mm -hmm. uh, but I, I thought this was this. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode overall for a three hour raw. I was watching SmackDown. Uh, I'm catching up on a ton of wrestling right now. And I thought SmackDown, I think, just murdered it. But, um, you know, compared to what Raw has been doing, it, it, I thought it was a little better. It's so long. It, I mean, and like the four, like they have to, they have to, have to hit fifteen commercial breaks. Yeah. So we have to like send more popular wrestler out first, cut to break to hold the audience and come back, and you know, main event 
for you know, let's send people out at ten twenty-five, and we, let's let's show three entrances. It's break. We'll come back with like, it's just so long. The commitment is unreal. And again, I know that there's just an er- a financial arrogance. They're making more money off of it, anyways. So it's not going to change. But it is pain. It. I don't. I, I. I will say this. They can. They can make new stars. They can. Uh, they can do whatever revamps. Raw is never going to be completely overhauled back to glory days at three hours. It will not. No. SmackDown is is seeing great strides. It is is thrusted to the A show, and two hours helps it. As long as Raw is three hours, I don't care who they have or what they have. It will never get back to the glory days being three hours because it is impossible to sustain at three hours with the commitments of fifteen breaks, with the commitments of you can't have some of these big name stars there every single week. It's never going to happen. Yeah, the only way Raw would go to two hours is if they get another net, you know, another network deal for Raw because then you can't go three hours because you have to worry about local news. Um, or USA start making some hit shows and the that third hour Raw is bringing down their their ratings average. But until any of that happens, three hours are here to stay. You hear that USA reboot silk stockings. <laughs> Pacific blue. Pacific blue. Fem Nakita. Yeah. And Sable. Sable was on uh one of those shows. I think it was Pacific Blue once. Yeah, Pacific Blue had a few uh crossovers. That was yeah, the cop, like that Triple was the H was on. That was the yeah. cops on the bike, right? Yeah, yeah. with Mario Lopez. Yeah. yeah. I think he fought Triple H on one of those episodes. And I'm pretty sure Triple H hit a suplex on him at one point. Yeah, yeah. I know Shawn Michaels was on Baywatch. He was a part of a kidnapping team. Baywatch, remember that? All right. Mahogan and Macho Man were on Baywatch. Yeah, it's uh, see that's see USA start rebooting some of these shows so we can shrink Raw back down to an hour, but then get the crossover (laughs) appeal. No, we all want Silk Stalkings, Fem Nikita's, Xena Warrior Princess. We want them back. Get Raw back to two hours, damn it. Yes. Yeah, in fact, yeah, forget Raw. Let's bring back Xena Warrior Princess and start covering that. <laughs> uh, but I think that does it for us uh, until next week. Of course, tomorrow there is the Halloween Havoc NXT 2.0 version. There better be an inflatable demon, I tell you what, uh, that you guys are going to be covering on Wrestling Inc. tomorrow. Then Dynamite is back on Wednesday, so watch the after show on that on Wrestling Inc. And, of course, the doubleheader on Friday, SmackDown and Rampage on Wrestling Inc. And, of course, Wrestling Inc. all week with all the news. Follow it at Wrestling Inc. He's Raj Geary. He's Justin LaVar. I'm Jack Farmer. This has been Wrestling Inc. Raw. Hit us with a like, comment, share, subscribe. You know the deal. Thank you, guys, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.